Let's start tonight, though, in Ottawa, where the Prime Minister announced today that there will be an independent inquiry to review the invocation of the Emergencies Act over the winter by the federal government and to study how the so-called Freedom Convoy escalated into a Canadian crisis earlier this year. The Emergencies Act was, of course, used for 10 days beginning on February 14th in response to those prolonged anti-pandemic restriction protests, those anti-government protests and blockades in Ottawa and at border crossings. The new Public Order Emergency Commission will be headed by Ontario Appeal Court Justice Paul Rouleau. Uh, and the Prime Minister says he brings 20 years of experience. He's expected to report no later than next February the 20th. Today, though, the Federal Minister of Emergency Preparedness would not say if the government will waive cabinet confidentiality for the inquiry. Conservative MPs pressed Bill Blair on that today in question period. Mr. Speaker, that inquiry will be useless unless they waive cabinet confidence and allow Canadians to know the whole story. The commissioner of, the, of, of this inquiry will have very broad authorities, the ability to compel witnesses and to compel the production of documents, subject as always to lawful uh, privileges to, of evidence that may exist, but he'll, he'll have the ability to call the evidence required, and we have great confidence in Justice Rouleau. The Federal Minister of Emergency Preparedness, Bill Blair, there. So just how transparent will this inquiry be? What crucial questions will it attempt to answer? Joining me now is Stephanie Carvin, Associate Professor of International Relations at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University in Ottawa. Stephanie, always great to have you on the show. How have you been? Oh, you know, just hanging in. Um, looks like there's going to be another convoy, so uh, I don't know if I should be stockpiling, but, you know, we'll... I was going to ask you we'll, about, we'll about that. I was going to ask <laughs> yeah. you about, about roll, rolling thunder in, in in a bit, but tell me a bit oh, about yeah. your reaction to the to the inquiry today and just sort of, is it what you were hoping to see in terms of how it's set up? Will it be providing the kind of answers you were hoping to still learn? Well, I mean, look, it, 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 they didn't have a choice. Like, I mean, the legislation requires them to set up this inquiry. So so that's an important thing, too. I mean, look, it's positive in the sense that there's a broad mandate, um, including um, the opportunity to, to talk about provinces um, if, if they request, if they want. Um, they can make uh, recommendations on reforms to the Emergencies Act. Remember, we've never actually used it before. So, I mean, a lot of people think of the War Measures Act, but that that legislation is long gone. Um, this is this is new legislation which we've never used before. And having tried it out, you know, do we need to, you know, move some of the furniture around, as it were? Um, but there, you know, there's things missing. I mean, um, it, it's been clear that the, you know, the minister ministers, I guess, Bill Blair and and Benicito have um, said that uh, they're will be uh, classified information provided to the inquiry. But um, the language of that is missing in the actual order which sets up the inquiry. So I think that's important. I do believe the cab- I, I actually agree with the Conservatives on cabinet confidence. It absolutely needs to uh, see the cabinet confidence. I mean, this isn't like, you know, just your average ordinary inquiry, if such a thing can be said. This was... Um, you know, this was the National Security Super Bowl, I kept calling it, when it, when it was happening right. at the time. And, um, you know, cabinet confidence is the highest, strictest, uh, you know, most, like, there's most restrictions around that information um, relative pretty much to anything else we have. And, but I, I just think if you're going to invoke the Emergencies Act, you have to put all your cards on the table, right? You can't hold back. And it, 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 the, like, to me, the legislation makes it clear. The onus is on the government to demonstrate why the Emergencies Act was necessary. And I think as a result, it would benefit them and Canada in the long run to make sure that those cabinet confidences are available. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I think one of the things that became very clear today is there's going to be a lot of examining sort of who the protesters were, where the money was coming from, the role of disinformation. But there didn't seem to be a whole lot about how the government came to consider this a national security threat worthy of the Emergencies Act. Yeah. And just, to, you know, as a reminder to everybody, I mean, it's not just like you don't just kind of hold your finger up to the wind and see which way it's blowing and then decide. I mean, the Emergencies Act is actually very clear. It's a very high threshold. It's tied actually to the CSIS Act, right? The Canadian Security Intelligence Service Act. So there are there are spies, right? Domestic Security Service. And um, they have the uh, threats to the security of Canada uh, laid out in Section 2, which is uh, violent extremism, espionage, um, clandestine foreign interference, and subversion. So they have to tie it to one of those things um, in their arguments, right, when, when making this case. So um, a lot of my friends, I mean, I'm, I'm actually a little bit more willing than some of my friends to give the government the benefit of the doubt here, right? I don't think we have seen all the intelligence. Um, I don't know. And if you kind of look at some of the threats um, and some of the actors who some of whom were arrested in Coots, Alberta, I mean, these are some pretty serious folks who were doing some pretty serious things uh, across the country, not just in one area. I think there is, there is a reasonable argument here, um, but you know, it, a lot of my friends remain skeptical, and like I said, and I'm and I'm sympathetic to that. Let's just see what's out there. How did they come to the conclusion that yeah, this this, this did meet the threshold of one of those four threats that that's in the CSIS Act. The timeline's pretty tight, though. I mean, I, I realize it has to be done that way, but uh, that's not a lot of time to, to dig into these very substantial questions, I think, that were raised both by the protests themselves and by the, the Emergencies Act. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be the key thing. I mean, to me, I, in some ways, I just think that the convoy raised so many questions that are out there um, about not just, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, to me, the convoy suggests that we need to have some kind of inquiry into the nature of policing in Canada, right? Um, how did this go so badly wrong? Um, why is it that, you know, this, you know, the, the people who were in the convoy, it's not like they were hiding their intentions. It's not like they sat there and said, oh, yeah, we're just going to go to Ottawa and, and plant some flowers, et cetera, et cetera. They, it, it was, you know, we called it the Freedom Convoy, but the other name for it was Operation Bear Hug. In other words, they were coming to basically squeeze Ottawa until it capitulated. Um, and so it's like, I don't understand why this, you know, if I'm, you know, at, at the time, you know, I'm a lone uh, professor in my parents' basement, um, you know, <laughs> looking at what's going on, seeing what's happening and thinking, you know, this looks really bad. Like, why, why didn't the police come to that conclusion? And why did they, were they unable to, to do something about this? And, you know, I, I just think that really we need to have some kind of, you know, the fact that no, like, level of government seems to have been able to handle this. Uh, just like, it blows my mind. And so, you know, I would hope that, you know, even though there is this inquiry, that there will be other inquiries that can maybe, you know, hope springs internal. I mean, I don't think Canadians are, get very excited about having inquiries, but I just think that there's so many questions that remain unanswered about this whole incident. Something that, you know, and the legacy of which continues. We just talked about Operation Rolling Thunder right. uh, coming to make our lives heck again. Um, you know, this is this is something that's going to be ongoing. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this inquiry. Uh, just with relate as it relates to the to the Emergencies Act. But are there other questions that I think, at the very least, Parliament should be considering 
Yes. And Rolling Thunder, it looks like police in Ottawa, I only have about 30 seconds, but it looks like police in Ottawa are, are preparing differently for this one. Yeah, I think they've <laughs> got the message finally. Um, you know, it, what, what concerns me is, is listening to the news just before I went on, mm-hmm. is that they are saying that, you know, that they're, they're, they'll cause trouble if they don't get their way. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they will change their approach uh, to this convoy. I know the people of Ottawa are just kind of sick of all of this. And um, the ingredients that are, are for a messy situation are there. But um, let's, let's just hope some lessons are learned and, and hope for the best. Stephanie Carvin, as always, thank you for your time. Have a great night. I hope so, if not a great weekend.